Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week, co-host Alan Davis is joined by Kirk Merritt from the Ohio Soybean Council, one of our fine sponsors. Also, Gary Jackson introduces us to John Linder from the Ohio Corn and Wheat Growers Association. And I have a great interview with Jeannie Gogolski with Grow Next Gen. We'll have those stories and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Hi, I'm Alan Davis, and here at Alan Davis Insurance, we strive to be your solutions provider. As a business owner and an active farmer, I know the challenges firsthand that you face to run your business and your farm. Give us a call, 419-738-7447, for your auto, home, life, farm, commercial, crop, and financial services. Or check us out on the web at allendavisinsurance.com. Midway Trailer Sales and Rodock Leasing and Sales are Ohio's only authorized Tempty Hopper dealers. Tempty's value comes from a tradition of quality, which is also found here at Midway and Rodock. Remember, when you need to haul, give Midway a call. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today. And with me is Kirk Merritt with Ohio Soybean Council. And Kirk, before we get started, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and and uh, what your your involvement here with the Soybean Council? Sure, happy to, Alan. I'm Kirk Merritt. I'm executive director of the Ohio Soybean Association and the Ohio Soybean Council. I've been on our staff here a little over 15 years and been executive director for almost 13. The association, as we'll probably talk about, is our our policy, advocacy, member-driven organization trying to influence policy. And the council is our checkoff organization where farmers are deciding how to invest the soybean checkoff in Ohio. Well, you know, so there's a lot going on in Ohio uh, with soybeans. I would like to kind of just talk about a couple of other things, the foundation particularly. Yes, we're really excited about the impact that the foundation has had. We started the foundation about 15 years ago, and the goal of our board was to give something back and also encourage young people to consider careers in agriculture. Whether they grew up on the farm or not, we, we want them to consider agriculture as a great career opportunity. So what we do specifically with our foundation, uh, several things. One is a scholarship program. That started up right at the beginning of our foundation, and, and uh, we've continued it ever since. So 15 years of our scholarship program, uh, and we give out, oh, you know, a dozen scholarships Uh, most at the undergrad level, several at the graduate level. And uh, over the years, uh, we've probably given away almost a half a million dollars, so impacted dozens of students. Um, They need to be from Ohio, going to an Ohio university. Um, But if if that's the case, then I would encourage any student to apply that's considering uh, a career in agriculture. We're excited about that. The other thing that we do for younger students, you know, that's obviously college and grad students. For younger students, middle school and high school, the foundation offers a uh, essentially a, an award program for science fair. Uh, there are 16 district science fairs around the state. We, we provide small awards to the best soy projects in those uh, uh, district opportunities. And then at the state level, we pick the top three that are soy-oriented projects, 
and and provide them with uh, recognition and a, and a you know a small award monetary award. So that's a couple of examples about uh, our foundation's activity and how we're trying to encourage uh, students to consider careers in ag- agriculture. So, so Kirk, just a quick question I have is with a lot of other foundations, uh, maybe I make a plug for it. I suppose anybody could really make a contribution directly to the foundation as a 501c3, correct? Sure. It is a 501c3, and, and certainly that, that, that would be the case, Alan. Yes, definitely. You know, so so we kind of just talked about that. We've talked about a lot of the other products, and and maybe can you just kind of talk about maybe some of the expanding markets that that uh, that that we see and what the Soybean Council is going to be able to do or has been doing? Yeah, a uh, couple couple of examples. In terms of export markets, we have really tried at our national level and state level to expand our. Uh, opportunities internationally, open new markets, um, not be so reliant on China. China is a great market, uh, has been for for many years, but you know you can't put all your eggs in one basket so we're really trying to expand that and there's a couple really good examples of how that has worked uh, over the last few years. One is Egypt, the the, uh, soy exports to Egypt you know 10-15 years ago were negligible uh, it's now a top 10 market. Same with Bangladesh. Uh, you know, you don't think export when you think Bangladesh. It's also one that, you know, 20 years ago, we probably were at zero, and now it's a top 10 market. So really trying to expand that base. Um, another really good expansion opportunity is in, we, we think, is in alternative uses for soy. Um, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, biodiesel, which is the most prominent example and, and has had the most impact for soybean farmers. Beyond that, there's a bar chain uh, oil from DeWalt, for example. We have helped them replace petroleum in that with, with soybean oil. So we think that's another uh, future expansion opportunity. For, for almost the entire duration of the soybean checkoff, our board has, has invested. Uh, that has culminated in the establishment of our own lab. We, ha- we have a, uh, a lab at a local university called Arable Research Lab that is doing uh, literally all day, every day, all they're doing is looking for new soy, uh, soy-based products. Um, so uh, we're excited about that. We think that has tremendous potential for bringing new products to the market and commercializing them as quickly as we can. Um, you know, we, make no mistake, we, we, we will never forget that our number one customer is livestock. Animal agriculture, uh, you know, the, the animals eat uh, a lot of meal. Our number two market is cooking oil. That's not going away either. Uh, Biodiesel is also a really significant market. But there are opportunities to benefit farmers down the road, looking toward the future with these new products that uh, use either soybean oil or soybean meal for for, uh, commercialization of these products. Well, you know, we've kind of talked about what the Soybean Council does. Uh, it, it, I really would just kind of like to talk about the Ohio Soybean Association and the value that they bring to the producer as, as, as the producer for being a member of the Soybean Association. Yes, and we are a member-driven organization. We are all about uh, advocacy and policy that benefits soybean farmers. So one example at the state level, uh, and all the ag groups came together to support this, the uh, young and beginning farmer uh, bill where uh, 
when 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 a, uh, an existing farmer looks to transfer the uh, the farm to the next generation, this provides an opportunity to to make that transition smoother uh, for both sides. Uh, so I think that's that's a really good example at the state level. At the national level, probably the best example. We're advocating for soybean farmers in the farm bill process. Uh, and again, with our partners in, in, in the ag, uh, with the other ag organizations, really trying to emphasize the importance of the safety net for farmers. Whether we're talking ARC and PLC or uh, crop insurance, that is essential. And, you know, not every member of Congress has been on a farm. Not every member of Congress understands that. So our opportunity is to, is to provide that education, provide that advocacy, and, and really uh, try to lock in, maintain, and build uh, the, the safety nets that's available to, to farmers. Yeah, it, you know, it is kind of interesting uh, that, that so many of the folks that are making policy that affects our food and supply chain have never really been uh, direct, been involved or have a concept about what that really means. So I think that we need to look at that as an opportunity. Sure, w- would we like to have more farmers in the legislature and in, the, and in Congress? A hundred percent. And we are, uh, you know, trying to help with that. But the fact is, you, you, you're, you're, you play the hand you're dealt. And so I think the real opportunity for us is to provide that education, that advocacy, uh, to sit down with those legislators and say, okay, here, here's what we're talking about, here's why it's important, here's why it will benefit farmers, and here's why if you take it away, you'll hurt farmers. Uh, and, you know, there's no industry, uh, no commercial industry that uh, is more important to national security than agriculture. Food security is a, is a national security issue. And, you know, when you frame it up that way, uh, you, you begin to get their attention. Well, you know, Kirk, we could talk for a long time about a lot of other things. I really greatly appreciate you being with us today. We'll be back with more right after this. Beat Mother Nature with a new bale wrapper from Anderson at your local Apple Farm Service. Quickly wrap a single bale with seven different models of single bale wrappers. Or move down the line with five models of inline wrappers. Start to finish, stay in your cab with the in-cab controls. Round or square, there's a bale wrapper for you with Anderson. Stop by your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Bushida Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic, and hormone-free. From fresh, grass-and-grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Bushida Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want for steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more. Check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Devin Dye from Dye Real Estate Land Company, your area leader in land auctions, invites you to another great land auction opportunity. 61 acres in Rush Township, located in Champaign County, offered in three tracks. Track two is 18 plus acres, a beautiful track that includes partial woods, offering a variety of developing options. Track three is a little over three tenths of an acre, perfect for residential development. And track one, the largest of the three tracks at 42 acres. And once again, combined with the other two tracks, offers you 61 total acres. 
Don't miss this great land auction opportunity. July 18th at the Woodruff Farm, 3143 East U.S. Highway 36 in Urbana, Ohio. Online bidding is also available. Die Real Estate and Land Company is your area leader in land auctions. For more information, go to dierealestate.com. That's dierealestate.com. Hello once again, everybody. We're visiting with John Linder. John, you're from Morrow County, and you are you are a corn grower. Tell us a little bit about your operation back home. So this is a family operation. My dad began when he got out of the service. Um, my mom, she's 95, lives on a farm. She suggests it might be six generations. I go with five. I don't really want to look like I come over on the Mayflower, right? <laughs> but we've raised corn, soybeans, and wheat in Morrow County for decades and we've really taken pride in having a family operation and so kids are part of it and it's really fun to see the grandchildren on the farm so we're looking forward to those opportunities for them to look at what ag has to offer going forward okay now with the uh the corn that's uh, raised on the farm and through the years there have been so many changes advancements with hybrids and and such as that uh some some uh challenges as well what have you seen as you look back in the past and give us a little bit of a history lesson uh, as far as uh, your life on on that farm so i come back to farm 1980 so that's a great question so the real challenge at that point was economics farming was in a crisis there was uh, very little revenue to be generated and so we quickly learned that you know sustainable practices on the farm actually yielded economic advantage for us in our efforts to be a viable operation for not only us, but our grandchildren. And so it's been fun for me and rewarding for me to work in, with corn growers from the high level all the way up to the national and really see the recognition of what we can do to preserve the environment is uh, very becoming of who we are. And farmers are the original stewards, so it's been a pleasure to operate in that space. And as such, you got involved uh, at the state level as, well, just tell us that story. So I got on the uh, chuck-off board, I think around 2011, 2012. We are the Ohio Corn Marketing Board, uh, Marketing Program Board, and we are the stewards of the chuck-off dollars. So we make sure that those dollars are invested back in Ohio and a bit nationally, too, to advance our causes. So we have, uh, might as well say it, a sustainable future for for corn production in Ohio. So that's been very rewarding, rolled up through president, moved over to the national from there. Okay, well, that's one of the things I've always enjoyed, the fact that uh, the the commodity groups that do have checkoffs, they are uh, sort of cooperative in nature. If uh, one state needs a little bit more help uh, from time to time, the other states pitch in, and, and that, that's been something that uh, farmers need to have that that uh, combination or that the uh, numbers uh, uh, numbers work a little bit better when the politicians get involved. You know, that's, that is one of the best ways to multiply the value of the, invest, the, of the investment that farmers contribute through their checkoff is to lock arms with other states and multiply those benefits across regions where the interests are the same. And water quality is one of those we've been very successful in because we aren't the only ones that that have the Lake Area's watershed. We're not the only ones that have the Gulf of Mexico's watershed. So it's really, really a lot easier when you lock arms with others and cooperate dollars together and and 
face it, the assets are the farmers that actually the grower leaders come and invest time with us to, to advance our causes, especially when we go to Washington and advocate. You have a chance, I'm sure, as, as the board has uh, talked uh, on various issues, to look ahead a little bit and, and to plan. Planning is key to uh, a farmer's success. And, and uh, the, the less uh, surprises along the way, the better for the farmer. As you look from the national, from the board, uh, as you look ahead for, say, the next 10 years, you see uh, really advancements for the corn grower, some, some success there. Uh, what do you see? You know, it's an ongoing thing, but boy, we've had some successfuls. And you know, ethanol is an industry that that we as corn farmers and consumers that drive automobiles can really be proud that we locked arms with the, the refiners that produce the ethanol, their associations, and got us to a great place to have every gallon Almost every gallon that goes in a car today is 10% ethanol, which removes the carcinogenic properties. It actually brings environmental uh, benefit and a cost savings to the drivers. We've pushed hard, locking arms with the national associations, all our states together collectively to advance E15 as year-round product, which gives us a little more space in the tank, which improves the octane rating, reduces the cost, and improves the environment and gives consumers choice. You know, E85 is the third product that the consumers have at the pump if they have a flex fuel vehicle. In California, you know, they are they're recognized widely as the environmentalist state of the nation, and they embraced E85, 85% ethanol, as the fuel that they really needed to clean up their air. So, you know, we have that opportunity all across Midwest, but we've been working hard to advance the access to it. And so to, to see what we've done there is great. We've got a Corn Sustainability Advisor Group. I am so proud of that group, the work they have done to establish goals for farmers. But to, to do that, they level set to go back to 1980 to 2015 and looked at that history, and it's near and dear to me because 1980s when I come back to farm, and looked at what we have actually achieved from that point to today and, and set those goals for us going into 2030. That group has done uh, an enormous amount of work we can be proud of. There's a great report, easy read, at ncga.com sustainability. You will enjoy reading it. And it, it, is, it spells out the goals that we're after as farmers going forward. Now, farmers, through their partnerships with other organizations, uh, and, and well, for like us in the media, we have a relationship with POET. In Ohio, we seem to have the organizations, be it uh, from the government, uh, state government, uh, uh, Ohio State University, the various commodity groups. In Ohio, we work together, and you can't say that about a lot of the other states. Oh, you're, you're 100% right. You know, we, we are very fortunate in Ohio. We are very influential in elections. And you think about that. And, and our farmer voice is critical to that uh, moving forward because agriculture is Ohio's number one industry. But we have such collaboration. And the industry has brought such a value to the GDP. It brings such a value to the consumer it's, you know, agriculture is here to stay. We all need to eat, but it goes beyond that. We can produce fuel. There's 4,000 products that corn is used in, and the bioproduct universe is growing and expanding. So new uses for corn is a, very much a focus. And I'll tell you what, there is really a great opportunity. We've got a great campaign going. We've identified products that we need to help get to the market. 
there there's such a benefit to us in Ohio, but being connected to the national and other states, it's Ohio's pretty phenomenal. I'll just have to brag a little. Well, John Linder, I have to tell you, it's been a very, very uh, much a pleasure visiting with you and tapping your brain about your history and our history going back a few years. Um, keep it up, and thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for the opportunity to visit, and keep telling our story. We really appreciate what you do for us as well. And stay with us. Back with more right after this. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience this line of difference. Salina Insurance Group. For more information, be sure to check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. That's salinainsurance.com. Welcome to St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, home of the Ag Pack. Ag Pack is an exclusive package of discounts on products and services you already use on your farm and ranch. And you get Ag Pack with every vehicle you purchase. We are your certified agriculture dealership. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler, you get straight talk. Your outdoor fun starts today at Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta. Whether you're an enthusiastic RC hobbyist or searching for a great family gift, we have the best remote control land, air, and watercraft with parts and service you can depend on. Our experienced team and our great wall of parts will keep you cruising all year long with batteries and chargers too. Your outdoor fun starts today at Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby needs. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today from the, what we used to call the house that soy built here at the Ohio Soybean Council on the grounds at Farm Science Review. Joining me now is Jeannie Gagolski. And Jeannie, we've done several interviews with you and provided lots of video on our TV show for Grow Next Gen. Why don't you give us a little bit of update about where, where things are at with that program? Sure. I'm happy to be here at the Farm Science Review. We've got teachers and students here learning about agriculture. Grow Next Gen, though, is a special initiative funded by the Soybean Checkoff. It focuses on Ohio's science teachers. Only 4% of students in Ohio are taking agriculture. So, 96% are taking biology. 76% are taking environmental science. So, Grow Next Gen is focused on reaching science teachers, Ohio's science teachers, with the latest and greatest in modern agriculture. Modern agriculture is high tech, it's high talent. Our science teachers need to know that so that we can attract some of the best and brightest students in Ohio who are interested in science and say, hey, why not agriculture? In the partnership with the Ohio Soybean Council, let's talk to our farmers out there about those checkoff dollars and how important it is to grow the next generation of farmers, but also growing the next generation of the ag community. Right. Well, I can't say enough about the agriculture community. I'm not an agriculture person. 
So I came to this through education and got excited about the opportunities in agriculture for Ohio students. So it's just amazing to me. The um, checkoff dollars have trained thousands of Ohio science teachers. We've trained um, 1,500 in Ohio just how to hatch chickens in their classroom. And uh, while we're doing that, we're mentioning that, by the way, Ohio is number two in egg production, and most of Ohio's soybeans are fed to chickens. They're not out there just doing tofu or all those soybeans in the field are to feed animals and so that's a new understanding and our students begin to think oh agriculture is important economically and for my future because I like to eat and they understand how the eggs in their refrigerator got there. Yeah we certainly are and with great colleges and universities like Central State University and The Ohio State University, Wilmington. We have great resources to grow that next gen, if you will. Jeannie Gugalski has been our guest. Jeannie, people want more information about Grow Next Gen, why don't you give them that website? Grow Next Gen, so just like it sounds, G-R-O-W-N-E-X-T-G-E-N.org. Please come see us there. And we'll have a link to their website as well at inohiocountry.com. We'll be back with more right after this. Hi, I'm Alan Davis. And here at Alan Davis Insurance, we strive to be your solutions provider. As a business owner and an active farmer, I know the challenges firsthand that you face to run your business and your farm. Give us a call, 419-738-7447 for your auto, home, life, farm, commercial, crop, and financial services. Or check us out on the web at allendavisinsurance.com. Made locally, made strong, and made to save you time. Norton Manufacturing, available at your local Apple Farm service. Made in Ohio, Norton's lineup of accumulators and bale wrappers make hay collection fast with less machine hours, less fuel, and less manpower. Drop and stack four to 18 bales at a time quickly with the accumulator grabber combo. Visit your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Midway Trailer Sales and Rodock Leasing and Sales are Ohio's only authorized Tempty Hopper dealers. Tempty's value comes from a tradition of quality, which is also found here at Midway and Rodock. Remember, when you need to haul, give Midway a call. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry. Here in the Buckeye State, we celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show, seen weekly on a station near you. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.